welcome back to Conversations with Coco and Friends. I'm your host, Coco, aka Katrina Smart. Every episode, I'll be having real conversations with the people who inspire me. We go deep and we go there. And I've got my girls with me. This podcast is co-hosted by two of my friends who I happen to also work with. Cleo is a kick-ass producer and a problem solver. And Pilar is an insane director and social media manager. We hope you enjoy these conversations as much as we enjoy having them. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Coco and Friends. Hello, friends. Hi. (laughs) Hello. Now today, sit back and relax as we dish and spill the tea on all that is Derek Jackson. (laughs) I can't even (laughs) not laugh without saying his name, knowing all that we know. I I just, you know, common sense uncut. (laughs) What a tagline for someone who tells people not to cheat but cheats himself literally made a living off writing books called what's the title of the book cleo a cheating man's heart oh a I mean, cheating man's heart is it written in first person or third <laughs> it's probably <laughs> the question it's probably third we say that because in Derek jackson's confession video with his wife sitting next to him he's out here speaking in third person about himself. Derek Jackson takes accountability for what Derek Jackson has done. <laughs> what? <laughs> Those words from his mouth. From Derek Jackson's mouth. We talked about this before and Cleo had brought up um, Shan Boudram's amazing. It Was it a live or IGTV post? It's an IGTV that you can totally find on her page. We'll link it in the blog post. Yes, we will. So... What Shan Boudram talks about in her in her IG story, I know IG story. Oh my god, what's it called? IGTV. IGTV. <laughs> Thank you. Is that um, basically Derek Jackson has built his whole brand around something that he won't do, quote unquote, i.e., cheat. Um, and what she basically positions is that as is that if you build your brand around something you're not going to do, it can really increase the likelihood that you're going to do the thing. And the reason for that is because when you do that sort of thing is you don't create something called blank pages. And I'm using air quotes around blank pages. And we should all do this for ourselves. And essentially, the concept says that if we don't leave leave ourselves opportunities to go off of the script that we think we're supposed to have in our lives, it doesn't allow us to respond accordingly to what's actually going on. So the idea is you leave yourself blank pages so that you can adjust when things are kind of going off kilter. And then you can ask for help and you can reach back and be like, hey, actually, I really need some help. I'm struggling with this. But Derek Jackson, in this example, 
could potentially find himself in situations where because he's labeled himself not a cheater, he might be finding himself in situations with people where that are inappropriate. But because he's like, well, I would never do that. I'm not a cheater. He can justify being in those situations way longer and then basically putting himself at risk because he's like, well, I would never do that. So if he's going to dinner with a woman or whatever it is that he's doing that's crossing that boundary, you create a space where you'll never be that person. So it's a great topic. If you guys check it out, I'll link it. It's going to be so good. Maybe it's kind of like the some something that I've always struggled with in the construct of religion is that there's all these sins, right? Mm-hmm. And you want yourself to not be a sinner, but yet also within religion, everybody's a sinner. You're born a sinner. But there's this, there's this weird thing that happens where it's almost like you're absolved of your wrongdoings because you prayed it out or... But you can Jesus also, forgave Jesus you that forgave day. You, but you can chastise other people constantly. We saw that come true with all the Hillsong drama that came out. The tea, uh, the tea with the Hillsong. <laughs> and it's, um, it's almost like people hide within these constructs because it allows for them to have show face in one way, but behave a different way. I'm speaking from a perspective of growing up Roman Catholic and understanding that many priests from within... Mm-hmm from behind the cloak, literally, <laughs> um, we're pedophiles. Yeah. But we were taught this whole idea that not only was chastity so important, like you're not like you better okay. be a virgin until the day you get married. But this whole idea that one is better than the other, that um, there's good and evil and that there's no gray area. You can't have both. You can't have ever. Both. I mean, it's so funny that you say that because literally my elementary school pastor, preacher, whatever his name was, <laughs> He was like taken out of the church for literally stealing 80% of the, what do they call it? The, like, the time, the, yeah, the, time. <laughs> the money. And it's like, there's just time after time. And I think it does go along with what Shan was saying, where you're forcing yourself to be so restricted from that area of your life that you believe you can't, you can't, you can't. Finally, you give in to the temptation because people change, your values change, you end up doing things you thought you never would do. Or We've you, all been there. You start believing your own lie. So that's there like we go. the most dangerous thing is when people tout one thing that they would never be that person or they could never imagine to the point where they're actually doing it and they can't even realize or address that they actually are. But I think I speak about this so often because I feel like I bang on about it, but this is what the constructs of all of our society does. We live in a very black and white quote unquote society. That's good, bad, this, that, yes, no. And it never leaves anyone room to change their mind to have exactly what we're talking about, these blank pages. And it's so bothersome to me, even in the constructs of monogamy. And it's such a hard thing to talk about with people because we're, we're so conditioned to believe that monogamy is the only way. And I think that if people were able to step back from that, like even this is a good example of understanding like this might not actually be what I want or need, but it's so much more nuanced than that because when you're dealing with religion and all the other factors that come into it, you know, if I ever think about any conversation I've had with somebody about, let's say an open relationship, people are like, oh, I'd never do that. I could never anything. I would never just let my partner fuck somebody. I'm like, is that the definition of it? Like, I don't think that's how it works necessarily if you don't want it to. I think a lot of times too, when it comes to open relationships, I've talked to people, different people. I haven't necessarily gotten that reaction, but what I have gotten is very different reaction between men and women. Mm -hmm. So a woman might, let's say, just be like a little bit more open to it, but a man might be, oh, 
she can only be with a woman. Mm-hmm. If she's with a man, then that's cheating. So it's like, but then he can be the patriarchy here with we another are. woman. Here we go with the double standard. Can I say something super funny, guys? This guy I used to talk to. Yeah, he, he's like, don't ever let me be on your podcast. My guy, you're about to be on the podcast. <laughs> my bro, oh. my guy. So I'm not going to, I'm going to see if you guys the details. This is somebody who um, fully was like, do you want to have like the wife package? I'm like, what does that mean? Where do he, I add it to my cart? Oh my god! Literally, I was he like, came what? up with that. Yeah, he's like, like no one. He's like, no anyone looking. I'm like, what? I was like, what does that even mean? Seeking arrangement. Listen, and so the long and short of it is, he basically said, "Do you want to be like the wife? I'll take care of everything." Blah blah blah. And he's like, and he gets to step out. Now I'm an even Stevens bitch. I was like, okay, I'm down as long as whatever you can do, I can do. And he's like, no deal. I'm like, sorry. So you don't eat pum pum first things first you are not rich like fucking the sar of i don't know wherever and you're asking me if i want to be your wife and you can fuck other bitches and i don't get to sit on anyone's face or do anything else like you're like sorry am i clear literally i was like i just want to reiterate and he and i was like so what am i getting out of this and he's like well you know like the pleasure of my company i was like my guy i was like the, the way first he of all thought. the negotiation is wrong here you cannot provide me a single thing i cannot give myself times 10 so i'm confused and he's like i just wouldn't be okay with you fucking someone else i'm like but i'm supposed to be okay with you fucking someone else what but do you think that that's all tied back into like for lack of better words the patriarchy the a way, million percent the way that we're conditioned to believe in the nuclear family the man is the head absolutely you know, like, yeah a hundred percent and i feel like even we've had conversations previously where it's like the woman can't level up or when she does it's an, a huge achievement she must be celebrated this must make a headline why can't I just become a CEO and it not be as glorified as it is when like a man steps up? You know what I mean? Yeah, but all of these things are all really rooted in, again, like here we are, like at the, the idea of patriarchy. And even if women, there's women who are at a certain level in their lives who want like high value men as well. So high value women who want high value men and the high value men are doing the same shit, like and expecting that the high value woman is going to behave or respond in the same way that maybe a woman who was under a certain understanding, who didn't have the same amount of money or whatever, might respond to that kind of behavior and then being upset that they respond that way. You're like, but what? I don't understand. <laughs> Guys, it's wild. This is wild. I mean, back to Derek Jackson, but. <laughs> Well, the idea that once you uh, have achieved or established something for yourself as a woman, there's a lot of men that it's too difficult for them. Their ego can't allow for it. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to dim yourself down because a lot of, of their guys will be like, oh, like she makes more than you. Oh, oh then, he, oh, he's a pool boy. Oh, he, you know, it can't be just like when a girl's with a guy who's more successful, there's also a whole bunch of like language around that gold digger that, you know, all of that kind of stuff, trophy wife. So it's like, damn, we got it bad. We can't win. There's no winning. There's no winning. I had a full fight with um, someone about this exact thing about how he's like, well, there's circumstances where like, I wouldn't pay for dinner for a woman on a first date. And I'm like, what? And he's like, well, she might be like a gold digger. I'm like, sir, first thing you first, just met her. No properly wealthy man. So you're talking about this as if you're a gold digging, like worthy man. You're not. 
Sorry. What's the goal to dig? Because <laughs> honestly, no properly wealthy we man. We know what you do. We know. They are not worried about feeding someone my guy. I, I think, promise you, they yeah. don't care. I think there's also a, a lot of, like, to be fair to men on this too, there's just so much conversation, a popular conversation that surrounds this, that part of them being a guy is somehow surrounded in their like manlyhood and how much they're provide mm-hmm. how much they provide and if they can't necessarily fit that providing thing with the woman it's something that they struggle with because of like popular culture the way that we the way that see we it. yeah continue to drive that narrative yeah and I, I i think even when it comes to someone like Derek jackson let's say now he's got his fame now he's got his celebrity his stardom and what comes after that a lot of the times how do you make me happy how else can i can have anything i want mm-hmm. well, i want you and yeah, you yeah, and you and, all, and, and you, also you and you. you what was crazy to me is like i did, had no idea who Derek Jackson was before this and no, he did not get a follow from me, but let me tell you, (laughs) his Instagram following has grown as a result. And it's kind of like looking, um, looking at Trump's following growing, like Mm -hmm. the negative things you always think that, oh, they're done. They're canceled. It's over. It's like, nah, bro. There's, there's a whole bunch of bro culture out there. It's like looking for this. Finally, more, more people on my side that can justify my cheating. way. Literally. But do you know what the worst part about that whole thing is? Is that, again, if we came back to this and if you, if not just men, but if women and men could have honest conversations that are like that really, and it's impossible almost to s- separate the ego from this. But instead of being like, oh, hey, I want to be married and I want to have this. Or maybe you do want to be married and have this, but I also want this. Like, why can't you find a partner who also wants that? Because what the real problem is with cheating is not the act itself can be defined as a million things. It's the deception. Yeah, that's it for me. It's the deception. And there's a whole lot of things on the spectrum. And most people don't even talk about this, about what is considered cheating. Because obviously you can dick someone down. Cool. But there's a lot of things in between yeah, it's so, emotional. It's yeah. like it's that, you know, you depend on someone emotionally that they become your partner and best friend. And you've been stepping out on that best friend relationship. It's like when your best friend is like running around with someone who's talking shit about you. Oh, You're oh, so oh, oh, hurt. Oh, oh. You're like. I'm Leo. I'm loyal. Let me tell you. And now you're going and you're like, it's, it's that real because you spend so much time with this person and you develop, you know, their ins and outs and you hear them say things like reactionary against people on TV and, oh, or you see someone and you know, she's beautiful. And I hate when guys do this and I'm sure girls do this too. But when they do this kind of, oh, she's not that cute. You know, I didn't, I didn't ask you to take her down for me. That doesn't help me. But then I had a, I had a, boyfriend um in high school and he would be like oh like yeah no she's so not cute or she's like whatever and then he'd end up like banging that girl and i'm like what now my mind is like completely mind blown <laughs> like like you didn't need to do that just keep it quiet or agree with me that she's beautiful like you don't have to say she's horrible and then go have sex with no, her but that's-, and that's like the overcompensating piece of it too that's exactly what shambudrum's talking about where you're like Oh no, I'm not a cheater. I'm not this guy. She's ugly. What? Can are you blind? That night. Yeah. He went to- <laughs> later that night. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What did you guys think about his wife in the video. Anybody who hasn't watched the video, like, please just go watch Two Men's and you'll know what we're talking about. But what do you guys think? There's so much to unpack here. I suppose it's, um, I don't, I would never want to get down or get upset or drag someone for not looking like presentable or to the point, but it did look like she just came out of a bed. Right. And I, I didn't understand, was that a tactic? Like, was that put in place so that people felt sorry for her or more relatable to her because he looked pretty put together Mm -hmm. um and she had her sleeping bonnet on so i I, and i'm not dissing a bonnet it's just like i don't understand where did that come from we have to get on right now yeah (laughs) and you can't like at home we've been home all day but we need to get on cam right now and we know people of the internet like everyone was like this girl needs to get i didn't say this but they're like, this girl needs to put herself together. So I feel like that's what my biggest problem with it was, was that, okay, even if that's what she chose, okay? And I can understand why she'd be like, fuck you. I'm gonna show up like this because she's been If she the was gonna say, fuck you, it's, motherfucker, don't touch my hand, right? don't call I'll me kill and you. walk out. But no, she sat there, but she sat there with the man. But what <laughs> but stop, she looks updated. She looks sedated for the first five minutes, minus her hand. (laughs) But what bugs me about it is that like Derek Jackson is talking about like the mistakes he's made and trying to be accountable and how much he loves his wife. And now he's in the covenant of God, et cetera, et cetera. And you know how fucking disgusting the Internet can be. And like so, so awful. And you allowed your wife. So you're the head of your house, sir. And you allowed your wife, air quotes, And you allowed your wife to come on looking like that, knowing that she was going to get eviscerated. Like, that's what didn't sit right with me. If that was me and I was trying to protect my people for real, I'd be like, okay, babe, like, let's do this right. We need to do this like Barbara Walters style. Yeah. (laughs) Call Oprah. Call Oprah. Yes. We we need hair, makeup, outfits. Snatch. Snatching souls. Exactly. (laughs) Nails, rings, considering that hand was very much the center of the attention. Manicures, all of it. He said in the beginning of the thing, and I didn't understand what he meant by this, but he talked about like the biblical definition of faithfulness. He's like, now I'm living under the biblical definition of faithfulness and I wasn't before. And I'm like, oh, so there's another level to it. Yeah. Wow. And so he said that. And I remember like he said it out loud and I was super confused because I was like, what? was the definition before before it feels like a master manipulation to me most definitely his previous definition worked for him at that time but now we got to go deeper guys i'm going biblical because <laughs> you didn't swear on a bible when you got married to your wife yeah there was no vows before god then obviously <laughs> clearly um but i don't know so are we surprised by this situation zero percent surprised zero percent 
not like like a little bit shook, but then also not. Half of me is like, how could he? And then the other half is like, just another day in North America. I think what I'm shook about is the like the the audacity of it. Like the we keep on flipping the script on social media. So we keep on adding more smoke to the mirrors. And mm. this is just the, like this, this one, I'm like, whoa, I didn't think you could come back for something like this, like this, like come back with a vengeance in a, in a positive air quotes again way in a way that's like so performative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, you know, there's, it's like the idea of this, the, the Ryerson debacle with oh. uh, Suzanne Rogers right now, the idea that you can do a halfway shimmy around something that you've done. Um, and that be acceptable and just to move on to placate people. So I, I love the idea, though I don't love the idea of like a full cancel. The idea that Elaine Waltz-Roth speaks to so beautifully about calling people in so mm. that we can have a conversation and really deal with stuff instead of just being defensive and f- like pushing it away mm-hmm. like it doesn't exist and actually push polarizes people more. I love the idea of calling someone in, but I also... In this case, it feels like he's finding a way to absolve himself and it feels mm-hmm. highly hypocritical to be able to live in a space where you can judge people and tell them what not to do. Do that thing and then find a way to justify it again, because now he's going to go deeper into the Bible. Had your cake, ate it too, cheated on your wife, got your wife back, <laughs> got a whole got new cake. Followers. But th- I think what is happening, and this isn't the only example of that, it's it's kind of this funny ripple effect that comes from social media and from the, the, the gaze that exists with that. This isn't the only space that it happens. And in the cheating space, like look at um, body standards, look at any of the things that we talk about, all of the people who are responsible for creating like this very funny definition of what's beauty right now are people who abuse that same thing. And then when they get called out for it, they're like, Oh, feel bad for me because I'm just a person too. But you literally do everything to uphold the beauty standards that you're talking about. And now you're upset that somebody is criticizing you for the same thing that you are trying to not be. Do you think that that ties into directly just like we spent, I always talk about this, maybe not always on the podcast, but we spent a really long time getting used to radio as a people. And then television, a really long time. Movies, television, televisions in your own, own homes. But the speed at which we, we went from a computer in a, like a mainframe in an office building to a computer in our home, to a computer in our hand, to social media connected to us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that our brains have like, we're, we like cognitively have not reached uh, a level to be able to really know what we're doing and what we figured out? Or do you just think that people have gamed the system so fast that they're just pulling the wool over our, our eyes and that's just like, fuck it. No, I think it's not, it's not as simple as saying like either or here we are. Like there's no, like, I think what you're talking about makes sense. Like we, it's happened so quickly. We're not caught up. But I also think that it comes with wanting to keep up with the Joneses, if you will. We're all humans. And that's where the truth lies. Like we are people and we want to look good. I would put a fucking filter on my shit on Instagram every day. People are like, you look great. I'm like, it's a filter. But you don't take the filter off. No. Like that's the same thing. Like uh, uh, people will say, oh, you look so glowy. I'm like, no, it's a filter. But at the same time, and I'm really quick to tell people it's a filter. I'm never like, oh, thank you. I'm so beautiful. But at the <laughs> same time, I'm not taking the filter off. No, I like it. 
So it's But like, I think it's a transparency. Own it, own it. We own but, it on but here. But that's just it. It's a transparency that's different. It's that's what the the problem is is when you're being transparent about those things. So when someone's like your skin is incredible and you're this and this I'm like yeah, to filter a little sprinkle of botox and some water. Like and so I'm not out here trying to fool anybody about shit. People are like your waist is really small. I'm like, yeah, it's just genetics. Like it just is what it is. I didn't do anything to get this waist. And so that's what I think is missing in a lot of these conversations, including the Derek Jackson conversation, where it's like, dude, if you really sat with yourself and like worked through your own shit and understood like, you know what, maybe this isn't actually what I want. Like the idea of this monogamous relationship or whatever. Or maybe I do want a wife who stays at home, who only I get to fuck, who doesn't get to fuck other people and I get to fuck other people. Like, OK, cool. Like, let's all just be straight about that. Well, here we go back to our communication piece, <laughs> not only in your current relationship, in your marriage, but even like when you're seeing someone, I have a really good friend of mine who she straight from the get go is always like, let me know the second that you want to call it quits or you don't want this to escalate any further. And you have these young men who are just too much of a coward to be like, listen, like, I don't want anything or older men. I don't want anything further with you, but instead they'll just ghost you instead. Oh. They'll just, you know what I mean? And it's like, you can literally just say the sentence. I'm not going to murder you in my house. Like, what do they think is going to happen? It's like so scary. But I think like every guy that, that I, that has cheated on me, I've said that in the beginning of a relationship. Yeah. I'd be like, listen, if you, I don't want an open relationship and, and that's just not my personality. If you want to, be with someone else. Like, first of all, let's have a discussion about it. I don't know. Maybe it might change my mind in five years. Like, give you the option. Yeah, I'm hoping this yeah. is a longer situation. And second of all, if you want to che cheat or whatever, like, do me the solid and just break up with me first. But it doesn't work that way. No. Do me because the they want what they want. Yeah. And they want to have their cake and eat it, too. And if the other person in the relationship isn't willing or open to even have that discussion, then. But even if you are willing, Touché. it's not part of their agenda. They, say it's back to Derek Jackson. It's not a part of who they think they are. Yet they're at the strip club getting their dick sucked in the champagne room. You but know the next I mean? morning, it's like, I'm here. I, I just repented. I just repented my sins at confession. Yeah. And if but she it, doesn't find out, it never happened. But at least if you yeah. can be honest about it, that's the thing. And shout out to the fucking guy I talked about earlier, because he's 100% open about not wanting a monogamous anything straight up. And I'm like, yo, thanks for like allowing me the space to be eyes wide open. I'm going to fucking troll you about this because you're not offering me anything here. But at least he's being straight with me, like so straight that there's like eyes wide open. And you don't get that very often from from people and there's and because there's also guys I was even thinking about it when you're talking about this about the idea that people are really scared to say something I want you guys to think about how scared you've been to say something to even someone over something small like how you're like how do I deal with this situation or like what do I do I don't want to talk to them about it because we live in a world where we also can't speak plainly to people a lot of the time because we're so concerned with everybody like being hurt or whatever and that's something that bugs me to no fucking end but it speaks to the larger issue that like there's not a lot of safe places for people to be able to have those conversations without like a reaction. Yeah, but it also kind of has more, a lot to do with you. The, and I don't mean you, but you as the person, yeah. not not necessarily the person you're speaking to. Right. Can you elaborate? You have fear to talk to somebody about yes. something. Yes. The person, once you talk to them, you're like, oh, that was way easier than I thought. Yes. But, it, but that so that a lot of times has something to do with you internally and you're projecting that on the other person 
they won't Before be able it's to even listen. Had. They're going to get mad at me. They won't be able to understand all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you've you like know? made the story inside yes. your head. Facts on yes. facts. So do we think people can change or do we believe that once a cheater, always a cheater? We've all heard that. Is that true? Can people change? I want you guys to answer before I give my insight here. I don't believe once a cheater, always a cheater. I think that's a very broad stroke to spread on a lot of people. Um, I don't like anything that's final like that. Um, I do believe people who have serial cheating issues are more likely to continue to cheat. I think the best indicator of future behavior is past behavior. That said, um, people can absolutely change. I think if you just look at yourself in the last decade, have you changed? Because I hope so. I have certainly changed. I have broadened my palette for many things. I have life experience forces you to change. And so I think what we do is we get caught up in this idea in relationships like you've changed and and we forget like, dude, if you're trying to spend your life with somebody, they're going to change and you may not change at the same pace or in the same direction as your person. And that's cool. But yes, absolutely. People can change. But Kiki had posted that. Um that post, I've seen it a lot. And it, it talks about someone's grandfather who outlived his wife and they had been together for a crazy amount of time, like 50 years or something like that. And he said, they always ask like, what was the, the recipe for success, your relationship? And it was, he said, um, I've been married to eight different women, you know, I, and I, and once I started to realize that my, we change and that people change, and I went with her changes and she went with mine. That was the recipe for success for our relationship. You know, nothing is static. I, I actually said this um, to Harlow the other day. I don't know why I asked her. Maybe she was overhearing something we were talking about. And, and, um, and she said, of course people change. I change every day. <laughs> you know? Our girl with the insight. <laughs> yeah. The eight-year-old yes. insight. And it's true. I think people do change. Sometimes people we always try to assume it's going to be broader, but sometimes people become more narrow and more fixated on smaller things. But I do, we're forever and constantly evolving. Um, I just, I don't know if like it's once a cheater, always a cheater, but I do think like Cleo said, you fall into a rut and or routine. It's like once, you, you know, when you have an addictive personality, mm like being an alcoholic and I know a lot of people don't like talking about sex addiction but I do it can be addictive and 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 that idea of collecting and winning and gaming mm -hmm. people I can understand how that would be addictive Pilar 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 um no I totally agree and I think people do change like Harlow said every day and sometimes we may not want them to change in the way that they are so it, it almost turns us off and it gives people that skewed opinion of like the power of influence, the people around you, how they're changing, who they're changing for. For example, you have a friend who gets into a relationship with a guy who's who may not be the best influence. And we all know when you're in that you have tunnel vision and that changes your friend, that changes you depending on the relationship that you're in. Um but then you get out of that relationship and you see things differently and it and it becomes this whole cycle, like we said, of just evolving and figuring out what you want. And I even said to someone the other day, I'm like, you're allowed to change your mind. Like and they had spoken saying, well, well, I grew up in like a Caribbean family and it was very frowned upon to do X, Y, Z. But now that I'm growing up, like 
when I first did it, it felt bad. It felt wrong. But now that I know myself more, I feel better. And I feel like I'm living my truth, if we want to say that. Um, How would you go about starting a new chapter with someone if they've betrayed you? And we can use betrayal in any sense of the word. Doesn't necessarily have to be cheating. But what do you think? There's so many different ways to answer that question. But I do think that one of the quickest ways to spoil that situation is to constantly live in that situation. Mm. So if you've decided to forgive somebody and you've decided to make peace with that, then you can't keep living in that space where that happened. You Mm -hmm. have to move on. And that's hard. And sometimes a lot of times that that's what breaks up the relationship is not being able to move on from the deceit. Um, Being real with yourself is don't stay together just because, because you think you have to stay together. It's like, can you get over the deceit? And that's something that you have to figure out for yourself. That's tough. And there's a lot of people who stay together, like for the kids or just because. So actually, that's like one of the things I think I see the most, like as an adult and the um, extreme justifications that come from that. And I'm, I'm obviously on the outside of it. So I'm like, what are you saying right now? But then also like Pilar said, when you're in it, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. (laughs) What about you, Pete? Like, how would you go about starting a new chapter with someone? I feel like having those daily check-ins, especially if you are in the same house as that person and raising a family, for example, like you need to just understand where each other are at, even if it's not on the same page, you know? So at the end of each day, okay, what bothered you today? And it's like, don't hold back. Like, if we want to make this work and we want to move forward, tell me what was wrong with X, Y, Z, and let's see how we can fix it. I think that that all kind of ties into communication. And I think people think that we talk a lot. And I think that people communicate a lot, but really, we don't. Mm-mm. And it's a surface thing. How was your day? How was your day? Mm, let's watch a show. Like, you know, and and what I've personally experienced over the last year is actually people always say doing the work, but actually having those hard conversations, the ones you want to run away from while you're in them, you're like, this is so hard. I hate you. It's actually having them and working through it. I think um, therapy sometimes feels scary. Mm -hmm. Um, Even couples therapy. But I, I do think one of the best things ever is to talk to a party that is not involved mm-hmm. in the mess of it. So you can think you're right. That per- the person you're with thinks they're right, but this person, neither of you are right. And to show you yourself. <laughs> and, and here's how we're going to help you deal with that. Yeah. yeah. I think communication is like a super important thing in relationships. And you just see it. Sometimes people just float apart because it's easier not to deal with the tough stuff. Amen. Cos, you know what to do. Rate this podcast five stars on Apple and don't forget to follow us on Spotify. You can continue keeping up with our adventure on the gram at Coco and Co. That's C-O-W-E. Now go tell your friends about it. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
HelloFresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.